Welcome to the MI Hunting Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about making the most of your wild game with a wild game recipe. Alright, welcome to the MI Hunting Podcast. Thank you for listening as always. So, yeah, I mean, we are in January 2023. You know, deer season is over. Uh, the plan was to get right after going ice fishing, but we've had some squirrely weather to say the least, where we've gotten some warm temperatures and rain that's been cut down on the ice. So, postponing the ice fishing for now. Again, trying my hand at doing some late small game hunting here in the next couple weeks as well. But really for this episode, you know, I want to go into it a little bit with, with, with what I've been doing this year, trying to take the next step of utilizing uh, my venison and parts of the vent, parts of a deer to, you know, make the most of it as part of the title says, you know, I've started, you know, basically out of not having enough money, started processing my own deer at home and you know, over doing that over the course of the years, I've been, you know, being able to get better and better at it, you know, being able to do better cuts, uh, be more efficient with it. So I've expanded a little bit more of, you know, expanding my recipes, doing some specialty stuff with it. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I made some brats and some, you know, breakfast sausage links. Uh, they turned out all right, but certainly had room for improvement this year. I did up my first batch of homemade summer sausage. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, wasn't holding back on it. I ended up doing two 15-pound batches, and honestly, at this point, I think I didn't make enough. Uh, you know, it turned out really well. Some of the, I will say that the the grain's a little fine, so it almost has the consistency of some bologna, but flavor's really good. So maybe next time, not grind it as fine as I did. Otherwise, it turned out really well. And then also, you know, I've been saving uh, some of the bones from um, the deer I processed. And the idea was eventually to be able to make some bone stock uh, or some bone broth to better utilize that as well. So end up, you know, processing those. And then also got into doing some canned venison basically just have that as an option to kind of protect you know the investment of harvesting deer and harvesting your own meat you know if for whatever reason the freezer went down i wanted to have at least some venison as backup uh, that wouldn't go bad uh, potentially so so joining me on this episode is my wife kim who uh, basically you know after processing uh, doing the canned venison and the stock uh we came up with the idea of making some some pho uh, she's made pho before um, you know with store-bought items and we thought this would be a really good way to capitalize on the freshly made uh, stock as well as try that canned venison for the first time so we're going to go into you know basically the process i went through to uh, do the canned venison and the and the stock and then dive into the recipe 
of the the pho and you know during while recording we were actually enjoying that dinner Uh, so there are some you know times where you might hear some slurping or or whatnot i know it wasn't very you know professional or polite to do it that way but i figured it'd be a fun way to talk about the the dinner uh, while we're eating it when it's fresh in our minds so without further ado let's get into the episode Well, taste and see how it is unless you already uh, had some no I haven't yeah. well go ahead and then I'll see if you need the sriracha I, think I, need a, I know that I'm going to need a little bit at least yeah I think I need a fork instead no 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 <laughs> here's the sriracha that bad <coughs> When I slurped, <laughs> trying to kill myself. So, since I know that you're already recording, this should be, like, <coughs> blooper. <coughs> blooper. Yeah. <coughs> of you dying. Oh, well, at least there's video evidence of what happened. Right? What the heck? I thought I turned it on. Oh, it. man. So unprofessional. I turned it on Do Not Disturb. So honestly, Kira asked me too hmm. what we we're going to title this episode. I have no idea. Other than that, oh, I don't even want to stop eating. <laughs> then hurry it up. <laughs> then get, get after it. That way you can get back to eating. Alright. Alright, so it's basically this uh, episode I want to sit down and basically, I mean, it's been the past, what, two days working on just processing more, more different, or I guess, different things with, with the deer. Um, so I guess we can go back to this year, tried my hand at uh, canning some venison, which having talked to the people that have done it and videos I watch, it's much easier than you would think. Well, after you get a actual... Sorry. I know. I didn't want to slurp into the microphone. After you actually got a, a pressure cooker, because you didn't want to use my Instant Pot. Right. Yeah, because the issue with the Instant Pot is, is that you can't guarantee the temperature or the pressure within the Instant Pot. Especially with dealing with venison meat, which falls under the category of a low pH is that you really have to be very careful about that otherwise you could poison yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I got the got the pressure cooker as part of a, a Christmas gift and yeah we picked up some uh, some cans and finished processing the the dough that I got on Lake Michigan and is that what the canned meat was was from the dough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, the probably the the only really stressful part <laughs> is uh, making sure that you have everything sterile starting. So, making sure that you got your cans, you know, giving them a water bath or treating them however you can treat them. I mean, you've got what you can do a water bath with them, steaming them. You can bake them. 
I know when I did pickles to sterilize the jars, I put them in the dishwasher on the sanitized setting. Oh, using technology for you, huh? I am. (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, this uh, cubed up to me, packed it in, and you really don't even have to pack it, you know, where it's airtight or anything like that. Throw your lid on, and, you know, basically with the pressure cooker that we got, it was... Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) It was, uh, you know, 11 pounds of pressure for 75 minutes. And it does not taste like venison at all. It's, well, it basically turned out almost like a... I mean, it cooks like a roast, essentially, the chunks there. And I did um, throw in a half teaspoon of salt and then a couple of uh, turns of the pepper grinder. So it it was a little peppery because we tried some before we added it to tonight's dinner. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we ended up doing eight quarts and... I mean, honestly, inside the jar, it looks it looks like something that's been left for too long. <laughs> it's got an interesting coloration to it. It's like a brownish, like a like a brownish red or coppery yeah. look to it, and definitely has some a few chunks of bits floating around in it. It's in liquid. Which you don't add any liquid to the char- to it before you. You didn't. It was just straight meat. It's straight meat. All this juice is what came out of the meat when cooking. Oh, all right then. Yeah. I I, I don't think I would have. I mean, maybe some of the water from the steam before it seals got into it. I don't know, but this is all. Yeah, I didn't add any water or anything to it. It was just meat in there, <laughs> and it's. It's good. Yep. Kira said it's the best meat that she's had in my homemade pho. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, I mean, a new technique because, you know, everyone always throws everything in the freezer, but it was just another way to store and preserve the, the venison meat. Well, yeah, considering you don't have any more freezer space, <laughs> right? You had to figure out a whole nother way of processing and being able to preserve, and I don't yeah. know. And it, and with the snowstorm we had, I mean, that would be ideal, you know, if we lost power. I mean, thankfully, you know, we're gas stove. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's part of the reason why I was so intrigued or so eager to want to be able to learn how to do this or try it because, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, wintertime is not as big of a threat, but summertime, if you lose power, if your freezer dies, especially if you don't catch it right away, I mean, you just lost your entire, you know, entire year's worth of harvest and meat. <laughs> we might need to ask the girls to bring forks. I out. told you we needed forks. You want to holler up to him? Sure. All right. Two. Oh, no. This is going to be like a intermission. <laughs> Eight minutes in. I'm going to eat some more okay. while you're gone. I guess put some random music to it. Yeah, right. Some elevator music. Oh, my gosh.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you got onions sticking out of yours. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I know. A spoon just doesn't cut it. All right. All right. Can you hear me good? Yeah. yeah. Much better? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, did up, got the canvas in, and I don't know... I, Again, I was putting it off for so long because I was so worried that I would screw it up. And it's my brother. <laughs> Proceed. I don't even know where you're at when talking, no, other than either. processing deer and. Nope. Yeah, I think we were what we were talking about <clears throat> the idea of having other ways to preserve the meat mm-hmm. outside of the freezer for that oh crap moment when if you lose a freezer or power or something like that that you have you still have options and I mean especially too I mean that's that's how for a very long time meat was preserved mm-hmm. is was with canning and jarring and so very old very old uh, technique and it's a uh, good to know that process now. Yep. So and it's a fantastic way because what it's already cooked. So I got all we did was heat it up with tonight's dinner, <laughs> and you don't have to wait for it to thaw. So it's b- much quicker to deal with than trying to pull some out of the freezer, even cubed venison. And then, I mean, it's. Like we said, super tender, felt falls apart like you would if you're pulling out like a roast or something like that. It's cooking all day long, so definitely uh definitely something we'll be doing in the future f- too for following years of having that available and mm-hmm. being able to use. Because uh, my understanding is good for what about two years, I believe, is what I've read and uh, kind of what the consensus is that it could stay good for so <laughs> it will not last two years in our house no i might make what three months mm-hmm. maybe maybe four how many jars did you do eight yeah three months maybe yeah so so that was new experience and i'm, I'm happy that it turned out and again was not nearly as difficult or complicated as I thought it would be so and then the next part of the process that we just worked on or I worked on over the well you helped (laughs) was uh making our own stock so I I'd been saving bones probably well at least from a couple years now four or five deer mainly the the femurs of most of the deer and Wanted to make our own little bone stock and. Yeah, basically all you did was you consulted me, but I did insert myself a couple times. Y- you did, and I had to get after you a little bit. That <laughs> this was what I wanted to work on. Yeah. Because you were slowly taking over or quickly taking over. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, how often do I make stock? I make stock quite a bit when mm-hmm. I when I make soups. I'll 
go yep. for using more of the homemade stock than anything. Yeah, but this was the first of doing bone stock, wasn't it? We've never done it. I have never, well, I have never, and I know that you definitely haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I've done chicken broth with the from the bones, but I didn't render it down like you rendered it down to get, you know, some of that marrowy goodness from the the femurs. Yep. Yeah. So I we uh yeah took the pot and I had what put initially what four femurs. I swear, trying to do a podcast with you is the ones that always have the most interruptions. <laughs> well, the reason why is because normally when you're recording other podcasts, I'm holding down the fort. That way you don't get interrupted. No, last time we did one, how many phone calls did you get? Two? I know one was from my sister. I think they were both from your sister. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So yeah, we had what, like I said, about what five, five chunks of femur in there. Plus, I threw in some shoulder blade, which I'm so disappointed. I didn't think about before. I was listening to the, the Hunter Board podcast, and they were talking about doing stock and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about actually saving the bones from lower. Like down to the ankle. So instead of taking it from where like where you get the shank where we and then the femur, go all the way down to the ankle. And you could you could skin that out. And there's a ton of connective tissue down there. Right. So well, there's always next year. There's always next year, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at least especially on the front legs. We'll be cutting them down to that point. Hopefully Calvin doesn't need any more deer legs <laughs> for training. <laughs> well, I mean, with the new up-and-coming puppy. Yeah. He might. Did they name a scout? Yeah, scout. Scout, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, and then what else? It was, so, again, this is the point where you kind of took over. You put, was it, what kind of stock did you pour in the bottom? Vegetable, because I didn't have a whole lot of vegetables saved up. So, okay. Normally, I will take a couple jars and save vegetables, like peels and... Well, well, I mean, you still did. I mean, you still put, what, you put some potato in there, potato peels, carrot, onion. Celery. Celery, minced garlic. And then we filled it up over the bones to water, mm-hmm. cooked it for three hours, and then we called it a night. So took it off the heat, let it cool a bit, threw it outside and out on the deck. And then uh, when I got up this morning, skimmed some of the fat off of it and, and then uh, threw it back on the stove and let it cook for another, well... Let it cook for another four hours. Mm-hmm. 
And then from there, took some of the bones out and then added another two sets of femurs. Let it cook for, what, two hours? Yeah, at this point, I already checked out as far as what you were doing. Yep. You, you just kind of, do you think I should do this? And it was more or less for me, uh, sure, why not? Yeah, because initially when we tried it last night, which I think it was probably because of all the fat that was on the, that was liquefied on the top, <laughs> it it tasted like <laughs> it tasted like just the water that you would boil meat in. Yeah. It was meat water. <laughs> yep, and exactly <laughs> what I called it last night. Yep. Uh, but yeah, again, I think it was probably the fat that was on top that made it have that flavor. Because as soon as I skimmed the fat off and warmed it back up. It didn't taste like it anymore. That anymore. So then, uh, yeah, we I threw those extra femurs in, let it cook down for, like I said, another two hours, and then uh, pulled off the heat again, threw it back outside to cool, and came back from shopping. And of course, I had to cool it down more. It was still really warm. Well, it, it's forty out. Yeah, it's like spring now after, <laughs> you know, the weather or Mother Nature tried to kill us. Yeah, it's trying to make up for it. But, yeah, cooled it down some more, spooned out the, the solidified fat on top, and and then, well, what time did we decide that we were going to be doing fall tonight? Was it last night we decided that, or was it this morning? I think it was last night because I think I started writing down what I needed yeah. on the board last night. Yeah, so the whole master plan was to use the freshly canned venison and the freshly made broth or stock, however you want to well, say Well, yeah, because originally you wanted to do shanks for tonight. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, we decided that we were going to do a kind of work with these uh, fresh ingredients and came up with a fantastic dinner. So, with that being said, you get to explain how you put it all together with the pho. <laughs> and I'm going to eat some. All right. <laughs> Enjoy, because I've been wanting to eat it, but trying to be polite and not slurp. So... You at least can probably now pull your microphone a little bit away from your mouth and. Oh, uh, they're going to be able to hear me eat. <laughs> I'm going to be extremely unprofessional and impolite by eating in front of all the viewers and then people listening. <laughs> so, pho is the easiest thing that you could probably make. Um, I was introduced to it. Um, because one of my favorite, um, I guess, I would say they're a mix between Vietnamese and uh, Thai. Not you, but you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but no, I... I've really started to, you know, 
figure out ways to make our own pho with the broth. Um, Traditional pho is made with bone broth, and they they cook it down. Oh, gosh. I want to say it's it's a very lengthy process to make their their base really. Yeah. Well, I mean, even even with the ones that we did, I mean, even the bones that I pulled out of, there was still some connective tissue. I mean, the bones were starting to get dried out a little bit, but they probably could have gone another full day. Yeah. So. I mean, it was still it still it made fantastic base for the the pho. Yeah, it was good. Good um, first time through. But because we were using the venison, and the venison acts more like uh, like a beef, I needed it to have a little bit more of that beef flavor. So with the with the bone broth that you made, or the stock, I don't know. I don't know which one you want to call it. Right. Um, I did add some beef broth to it. Well, let's go into that. Let's. What all did you add to the broth? Okay. So, to your broth or to the whole the whole okay. mixture. So I'll just roll down on what mm-hmm. all ingredients. Mm-hmm. So, your stock. So the venison stock, uh, beef broth, uh, star anise. So not anise seed. Because the aniseed would overpower it. So just one um, star anise. And what is... I don't even know what that is, so... Uh, the star... So anise has like a licorice like taste and smell. So it's like kind of sweet? Ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I sweat... Onion and minced garlic. I was going to use my ginger cubes that was fresh ginger, but it was completely frozen, so I had to use ground ginger. Um, so you essentially just sweat the onions and all of that in the pan and then put it into that broth. Oh, so... And sweating it, you're basically kind of cooking it down a little bit? A little bit. Uh, until, like, the onion's translucent. Okay. So you're not doing, like, a full caramelization? Uh-uh. Just soften them up a little bit then? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, typically, I like to use Thai basil. Because Thai basil has way more of a distinct smell. And it's more about the aromatics with um, pho. You want... Because you want to be able to smell all of what you're tasting. So, um, couldn't find any of that. So, it was regular basil, which is fine. It it still turned out really good. Um, I chop up a little bit of jalapeno. Um, by a little bit, I mean, like, maybe in the actual broth when it's cooking. Um, I cut maybe a third of a jalapeno into discs and toss it in. Um, And then I also quarter a lime and put half of that, half of the lime, in 
the broth. Uh, and that's when you're cooking down the cooking down the broth then? Yep, yep. Okay. And then uh, there's parsley, which I accidentally put a lot in it, which still tasted good. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. And then there's a little bit of cumin, a little bit of bay leaves, and what else did I put in it? There's something else. I'm trying to think. Anyway, we can maybe even write it down and add it in the show notes. And right. If someone wants to actually use the same recipe, then we'll have it available. We can right. write it down. And, and sriracha then, always helps it. And you put that in when you're cooking the broth then? Yeah. Okay. So that, that's, all just, that's just the broth. Yeah. And then how long? So I saw you that you brought it to a boil. How long do you boil it for? Until you can really smell all the smells working together. So when it starts, when it starts uh, smelling like pho, huh? <laughs> yeah. Which that was definitely the case, cause yeah, I, I think I was getting some stuff together, and yeah, you could definitely tell that it definitely went from <laughs> getting butter all on my fingers. <laughs> it definitely went from it no longer smelled like stock, and it started smelling like echo pho. Yep. yep. All right, and then what else we got in here now? So then you've you cooked up some rice noodles. Rice noodles, yep. You can do, you know, the the thicker rice noodles or like a, a ramen. Yeah, because these these are almost like a almost cut like a like a, like a fettuccine or fettuccine. Fettuccine, yeah. yep. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And then sprouts. Sprouts are always needed. That's. Yep. A, a and then so like when you do the noodles. They're cooked separately. They're not cooked in the broth. Correct. Yeah, you don't want to cook it in the broth. Because with rice noodles, you always run the risk of uh, overcooking them. So you bring those to a boil, and you want to keep checking them. As soon as they get um, tender, you want to pull them off the heat, strain them, and instantly douse them with cold water to stop the cooking process. Okay. Yeah, cause, yeah, okay. Now, is that too to like pull some of the starch away from it too, so it doesn't stick? No, it's to stop the cooking. Just stops the cooking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got your cooked noodles then that you've. <laughs> As you're like poking through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out exactly everything that I've put in there. Pretty much, yeah. Well, and then limes. I cut up limes again, and everybody gets a half a lime. Yep. Um. Some fresh jalapeno. A couple of slices of jalapeno yeah, in there. Yep. So you take the broth, throw in the noodles. Actually, I take the noodles. Actually, hold on. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, All right. So now now we're at the point where yeah. you put the... Put everything together. Put everything so together. Noodles. I start with noodles first. All right. And then I put the broth in um, until the broth completely covers the noodles because um, you with pho you want it, it's more about the broth it's not about what else is in there it's the the broth is what it's like a warm hug <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you take your noodles put your broth on and then you start to garnish it after that I think I'm getting like those 
bean sprouts like <laughs> sucked my throat. <laughs> I think you're trying to kill me. It's not bean sprout either. Well, what? what I used it? clover sprout. 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 <laughs> clover sprout. This <laughs> All right. All right. So you're saying it's not about the ingredients outside of it. Those are just like the the additives to it. Right. Huh? It's all about the broth. The broth is the broth is what it's at. Nope. Um, so after you have the noodles and the broth, you're going to start to garnish it. Um, I put in the meat last, especially with the venison, because I need to make sure that the venison meat is warm going into it. Because, yes, you have hot broth, but the noodles are cold. So you want to have as much in there as possible to be able to warm the noodles. You know what? It might just be the spice because every time I start eating again, <laughs> I feel like I had cough. So it's got to be because of the spice in it. Because I didn't even eat any of the sprouts that time. <laughs> Too much sriracha. Yeah, I think so. Ugh. You're just going to have to edit to where your coughs aren't super loud then. I know, right? I'm going to have to like, try to edit them out completely because <coughs> I'm dying. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Can I? I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to stop eating so I stop okay. coughing. Okay. So garnishing. Yeah. So. Sprouts, lime, or lime. Sprouts, lime, jalapeno. Um, really anything that you can think of that would be a good vegetable in like an Asian type dish. Um. Sometimes you can do, like, uh, the water chestnuts. Toss some water chestnuts in there. Um, I did some green onion um, because it looks pretty. <laughs> it looks ridiculous sticking out of your bowl. You look ridiculous. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so you've got so it's noodle, rice noodle, sprouts, which you typically use bean sprout, right? Yes. But this is clover sprout, so... This is clover sprout because we've got, it was on sale. We've got two slices of jalapeno mm -hmm. and half a lime in here. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, like you said, we did the venison. Um, again, it's not being heated or cooked in the broth at all. Um, which I think typically you would cook the... No, you still cook the meat separate? All right. Yeah, I always do. Um, I know when I get takeout... As far as pho goes, they put the meat separate, too, so I don't... Yeah, yeah, because you almost want, like, all the ingredients that you add into the broth to have their own their own unique uh, flavor to it, mm -hmm. or their own, you know, accent to the dish. Right. Um, you know, like you were saying that you could add in anything, like, honestly, I think simpler is better. Like, what you have here like with... What I said. It's just about the broth. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it... I mean, yeah, adding stuff to it, yeah, it makes it look a little bit more appealing, but... Yeah. Like, the, the sprouts give it, like, a bit of a fresh freshness to it. And then, you know, of course, you've got the jalapeno. Again, fresh jalapeno, so it's got some crisp to it. Mm -hmm got crunch to it so you got a little bit of texture again we add the sriracha to give it just a little bit of a kick because i don't know it's got to be a little bit spicy otherwise it seems like something's missing then right 
And then, yeah, we have the venison, which, again, super tender because of the cooking process that went through mm-hmm. being canned. Um, and then we've got some bread and butter. And, I mean, aside from the work of canning the meat and making the stock, it took, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to make? Like, prepping all the ingredients and everything? It's closer to a half hour. Three minutes? Okay. Like I said, I was busy trying to get stuff put together for us to mm-hmm. record. and. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's the one thing that, especially, I don't know, with hunting and whatnot, you're always, you know, getting the meat and everything like that. The nice part is, you know. What do you do with it? Your dishes with it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you could have the typical, I mean, don't get me wrong, love backstrap, love tenderloin, cooking up steaks, doing, you know, doing medallions, whatever, however you want to prepare them. Mm-hmm. But it... Tacos! Right? But that's that's what kind of outside of like that normal though, like just doing steaks. Right. Like meat, meat potatoes, whatever. <laughs> Where this type of dish is a completely different, you know, style of, or not style, I guess, but theme to the dish or you know highlighting it in different areas or different ways i mean like you said you can do enough tacos with it you know you could use the burger or what we've done in the past is you know because my one of my new favorite dishes as you know because i keep bringing it up is doing venison shanks Mm -hmm. super easy i mean same thing as it's it's like a beef roast or pork roast where you just cook it down all that connected tissue breaks down. The meat, the long grain, tears apart like a roast. Had that for dinner one night, and then I'm pretty sure we've done it where you've taken the meat from that and... Turned it into, like, a, a beef noodle soup of sorts. Yeah, or... It's a venison noodle soup. Or you've... Haven't you fried it up before and we've done tacos with it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I don't know what... I don't remember what it's called when you, like, fry them up and almost, like, char them up a little bit. Of course, you're calling me out on that and asking because now I put me on the spot. I can't remember. Okay. But yeah, yeah, fry oh, it up. Oh, carnitas. Yes, that's it. Yep. There we go. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of, I mean, and that, we're we're still very novice when it comes to wild game cooking. I mean, there's so many different recipes, I'm sure, that, you know, even those people listening are like, well, how about this? What about that? All right. Um, well, I'm hoping that people will give us ideas. I mean, my one of my favorite meals is out of your what? It's like five ingredients or less. <coughs> oh. Or is it that, three? Yeah, that was the Campbell's less? the Campbell's cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's um, basically you take uh, ground venison, make it into like a burger patty, throw it in a what, like a glass. Baking dish, yeah. baking dish and drown it in tomato tomato soup with a ton of uh, Italian seasoning in it. Put cheese. I don't even remember what type of cheese puts on puts on it. I think it's mozzarella. Is it mozzarella? mozzarella. I think you always did like Colby Jack. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It's been so long since I actually made it. I know because you don't like it. 
<laughs> I like it. <laughs> but yeah, you do. Uh, I don't think you even. I don't think there's even any tomato paste in it. Maybe. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah. So the burger, tomato soup, cheese, the Italian seasoning. There's gotta be one more thing. It might be tomato paste to thicken it up some. Maybe. And then throw it in the oven, bake it until it's cooked through. And I usually uh, we do what biscuits with it and. In a bowl, crumble a biscuit up, throw it all on top, and mm-hmm. yep. Yep, that was my favorite for a long time. Yep. We did, uh, well, after I came out with that dough, we did some uh, venison heart breakfast burritos. <laughs> yeah, because we had all intentions of donating blood, and we just haven't. Things happened, and. I forgot about, what was it? Oh, wait. The girls' appointments. Mm. So I forgot about that. So yep. we had to, go, we had to unfortunately, cancel. And we were coordinating between that and my work. Right. And then, because of the snowstorm, you decided to work on the day that we had scheduled the second time around. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, we were basically going to rely on venison to make sure our iron levels were up where we needed to be and we had plenty of vitamins yep need to figure out exactly why i always pass out no matter what when i give blood you're just a fainter like me yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean that's especially having so much of the venison which i completely forgot to mention that did our first batch of summer sausage oh yeah that is so you didn't bring that down for a prop nope. to talk about it. No. Nope. But it's delicious. Oh, my gosh. So good that we had to buy a four-pound block of cheese this time around. And, and three, three family packs of townhouse crackers. <laughs> yep. Hopefully it'll last the week. Well, it might. Yeah. 30, 30 pounds of summer sausage was not enough. No. Because we've eaten, what, one half sticks already? Have we? Yeah, at least. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, then. Yep. I mean, there's worse things that we could, like, eat. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, that's, the, that's I think, the really the next step in my progression, especially what you kind of talked about of me wanting to become a... Uh, an all-around outdoorsman is mm-hmm. learning how to make, you know, a wider range of dishes with all this uh, wild game. So, you know, taking, I think, took a lot of steps this year of doing a lot of things we haven't done before. Because, uh, I mean, before, I've, I've been processing my own deer for years now, but it's usually been burger, because that's the one that we always burn through the most. And then a few steaks roast, and that's about it. But the funny thing is, the more that you're processing, the less burger we're actually going through now. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, that's that's been the big thing is, you know, especially I, I hate doing the front shoulders still because of all the connective tissue and everything like that. And But high then, you know, processing, I'm much better at being able to individually get all the cuts 
I mean, we were even doing the meat eater uh, uh, quiz or trivia. What? Oh, it's sealed. No, it's probably warming back up, so I think it pushed it out. Is it? I, I just pushed it down. Oh, you pushed it in? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, see? Oh, okay. Popping out. <clears throat> But yeah, they're talking about you know the the one cut, which again, the problem is there's so many names for the different cuts. They called it what the the tri sirloin. No, they or just said tip sirloin tip. No, they didn't even say. Did they say tip? Yeah, because that's why I'm like. Oh which, yeah. And they were like, it's a, it's the shape of a football, which I just call that the sirloin. Right. And then you got the sirloin. I thought was the sirloin tip is a little chunk of meat that has a bunch of connective tissue that lays over top closer to the top of the hip. Right. You cut that off before you even get really to the sirloin. Well, yeah, because you were confused because you were thinking tri-tip. Yep, which is, yeah. Yeah. Do you want an intermission so we can hurry and slurp some food? No, go ahead. (laughs) You can. If if nothing else, I'll just edit this out, so don't worry about it. Or I'll just leave it in so you look silly eating with your green onion sticking through it. <laughs> <clears throat> with me, with my well, you're coughing and mm. my nose is running. I know, it. right? We got 45 minutes in. We probably only have 30 minutes of. <laughs> I doubt we even have 30 minutes. <laughs> it's probably like 20. Yeah. Anyways, but but yeah, I mean that's the that's the next part of the progression. I think is. Coming up with uh, new dishes of how to repair all this uh, wild game that we got. Because we, we got a full freezer of venison this year. I'm so happy about. It's actually starting to pay off a bit. Not just venison. There's other things in the freezer that we have to... Well, there's beef in there, but what else? I think there's a raccoon in there. And there's squirrel. Yeah. Which, we gotta get more squirrels to make it a meal. I know. <laughs> I'm a terrible squirrel hunter. It was just... I, I blame it on the weather. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't know. I mean, all the squirrels we saw didn't really give us a chance. And... Well, the one I missed. Yeah. But that was because the the sight was wrong on, or off on the 22. We fixed that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm actually thinking about what. <coughs> you didn't even eat anything I know, that time. I know. I'm actually, I kind of want to still do the, my idea of uh, like taking like the raccoon, the squirrel, I takes like some venison. Hopefully, get like some waterfowl, like duck or goose or something oh, like that. Oh, and do like a taste test. No, I want to no. do like a like a roadkill, like like sauce, like summer sausage, and just do all those different meats put together. Why call it roadkill summer sausage? I don't know. It sounds funny. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that'd be the next thing is like learning those. And then again, you know, we got, <clears throat> I'm looking forward. I'm 
well, of course, you know, I've been watching, what, fishing for two days straight now? Yep. So I'm really getting uh, fired up for uh, doing some ice fishing. Well, I mean, I just get you back yep. from deer hunting. Yep. Which you've been checked out since, like, the end of August <laughs> with everything, like, Oh, you mean Food like plot and well, even that—that that was from since st- first week of August. Yeah. That's what I planted. Right. Well, you planted, and then we went on vacation. That way, you couldn't obsess about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's why. That way, I don't freak out when it's not growing right away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take a couple weeks away, and but yeah, no, it's what. Well, when did I go out hunting with Ashley? couple weeks ago a week and a half ago and it was pretty much after that is when I decided that done deer hunting I still have my one butt tag but you know there's been a couple times where I've been itching to go out a little bit and well yeah because I know that you didn't get me out of get, get me out of the house to go snowshoeing you had some ulterior motives in that. It was a dual purpose trip. Well, it worked. Yeah. It was it was I liked it. It just kinda stunk that, you know, I gave a time frame to Kira on when we would be back and I, I wanted to make sure that we were back when I told her we were gonna be back. But it was I don't know. Excuse me. It, I think really the most interesting part of it was the, the chickadees. Right. <coughs> yeah, we uh, we were walking back, so we passed it the first time. Didn't even realize it. I don't even know if the chickadees were there the I first time. I don't think the chickadees were there at that time. Yeah, but yeah, we were walking back, cutting back through our tracks again, and we look over just off off the two track. What? Half a dozen, ten or so chickadees were dive bombing in this little hole mm-hmm. just on the other side of the snowbank, and I thought they were just playing. Yeah. You were no, they're going after something. Yeah, yeah, Which... no, so, something definitely had their attention. Right. And uh, <laughs> you, well, do you want to go over there and look at it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, sure enough, walk over and look, look like a couple of pieces of something dead so reached down at what they're diving at and pulled up out of the snow and it was spinal column and rib cage of what looked like a processed deer so and then immediately the chickadees just started dive bombing that carcass and yep yep he had one land on land and hanging out on the barrel of the gun yep. <laughs> standing there yep. yeah they didn't care and they were yeah eating all the the fat and sinew off of it and Yep. Hopefully they got their fill before uh, some other scavengers got onto it. They probably did. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so that was a fun little adventure. And the other thing I noticed, too, was, which I talked to my dad about is, like, cause how many times were we, were we crossing deer tracks and whatnot? And there were, it was, what, two or three times? <clears throat> We saw the ones right by the pines when we first right, started. Right. Three at 
Minimum, I would say. Yeah. But the funny thing was, is like almost predictably where those tracks would be. Like where where the pines are were on either side of the two track. Mm-hmm. You know, classic, like, oh, there's probably going to be deer that cross through here because of the thick cover. And then as we get further where the train is, where there's like some of the saplings and whatnot, sure enough, more deer tracks. It was everywhere the terrain said that there should be deer or deer using the that area. They were there. Right. So and it kind of made me laugh to myself that they're so predictable of where they're going to be and yet still so difficult to hunt. Right, right. So that was, that was kind of just a little thing I thought about when we were out on our walk. But but yeah, I mean, I think we should probably wrap this up because we still have yet to finish our dinner and it's probably going to be getting cold. That's it? That's all you want to talk about? We're almost at an hour. Well, we probably only have like a half hour. Well, I mean, if we have a half hour, that's fine. Well, I still got to do my intro and my outro. You don't do conservation news desk anymore? I haven't in a while. But I don't know. Nothing interesting? No, I'll probably do it again this summer when there's not much as much to talk about. Dog days of summer. Don't be <laughs> laughing at me and my noodles. <laughs> But, but yeah, no, I think I think we covered what I was hoping to cover tonight with at least an intro to it. We can certainly meat processing and different things you can do and Yep. And making pho. Making pho. Which is fantastic with that is a bone broth and <laughs> yeah. medicine. I was scared at first, yep. thinking that it wasn't going to come together because there's been times where, you know, I've been wanting to put together a really quick pho and I get the pre-made pho broth, yeah. but I pulled it off. Well, even the girls said this is the best they've had yet. Right. Which. And they're, they're tough critics. <laughs> yeah, they are. No, I think. The next time that they get their braces tightened or whatever adjusted, this uh, the canned venison might have to be the go-to. Okay. I mean, that's why we did it. Right. Well, Kira said that it's super tender and it's the best meat that has been in the pho. Yeah, and what, what all did I... What cuts was it all from? It was sirloin. I know that. I think I threw in some top round and bottom round. Cause I was I was I was uh, slicing up the um I don't know which one it was either the top or the bottom. I was slicing it up to make jerky. You were gonna make jerky? Mhm. Yeah, I had it sliced out, but oh. then I noticed that it looked like I didn't have enough for for the canning so I chopped it up a little bit in smaller cubes and well I'm glad you did that instead because I'm not a a giant jerky fan yeah but then I didn't even really have the seasoning for it or, any, or anything like that either so we've been another trip to the store to get what we needed 
<laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't even really like. You know, I mean, it wasn't like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was even the right cuts to be using, but it worked, and it cooked down, and it's not. None of the pieces were tough that I ran into yet. No. So, all of them became super tender, and yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I got I nothing think, else. Yeah, I think we ran out of stuff. I keep staring at my pho. I know, right? We That's all we can think about is our food right now. Yeah. So. Food and then night-night. <laughs> or was there something else that we had planned for this afternoon? For tonight? Yeah. Not that I was aware of. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I don't have anything planned other than sleeping. I'm <laughs> reading this. Yeah. All right. Well. I guess but, thanks for having me on again. Well, I was nicer to you this time. Yeah. I wasn't. Well, and I mean, especially since this is recorded, I can't give you like the "Are you kidding me?" look. Mm-hmm. Because people will see my "Are you kidding me?" look. Yep. When I get the eyebrow. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So yeah. Well, very good dinner. Thank you. So we're going to wrap this up so we can actually enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll have to have more conversations of when we come up with another fantastic meal with Wild Game. Yeah, I, I really, I can't wait for ice fishing. I really can't. I mean, it's not that I want to get rid of you. Again, <laughs> it's having some fresh fish again would be nice, wouldn't it? Yes. Yep. Yep. And the girls like the girls are on board with it, so they're excited for it. Do up some uh, like boneless. Are we going to do the the pike or the bang bang pike? Yeah. Instead of doing a bang bang shrimp or like a volcano shrimp or how however they want to call it. Yeah. We're gonna bread up some pike nuggets and. Hopefully it turns out. It should. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be like, I think probably one of the first things we do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Give that a try. I don't know. I think the next time that you have me on is, should be when you make me eat something other than venison. And fish. Like the weird wild game. <laughs> weird wild game? Yeah. All right. Because you well. still haven't convinced me on eating the squirrel or raccoon or any of that yet so all right well that means i have to go out squirrel hunting more then so i can get more of them so we can actually have a meal see ya i mean what do i always say to you (laughs) every single time that you bring up that you want to go hunt for something or go scout it's just bye (laughs) see you later yep but yeah nope i think I think, well, let's go back. So, (laughs) (laughs) when I was not nearly as successful of a hunter, you would question if I'm even hunting because I'd always come home empty-handed. It wasn't really that. A lot of that was me. (laughs) Just young and very insecure with myself. And couldn't believe that your husband was actually going out in the woods. 
Yeah, wanted to, hours on end. <laughs> wanted to leave me to go sit in the woods by himself. <laughs> and now I'm just like, okay, bye. <laughs> but, I mean, it helps that actually bringing home some food. Right. I mean, that was the biggest thing about, like, the, with the fishing. I mean, even Garrett got after me about having her throw a fish back. Yeah. She was... She was not happy. She was not happy the fact that we were not going to eat that largemouth bass. She did not let you forget that for at least a week. Mm-hmm. If not longer. Nope. Yep. She is definitely on board with, uh, if we catch it, we're eating it. Right. Which, that's, that's good. Yep. Yep. Just can't have, well, no, she did agree that she is going to try to She wants to go hunt. deer hunting next year, so... We're going to start practicing with their rifle and let's just see if she can shoot something that she says has a cute face. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't, I, I am not going to put stock in it, unfortunately. Well, I think she will give it a shot. We'll see how she does after she, if she shoots her, or if or when she shoots her first deer, how she handles it. Because <laughs> if she doesn't handle it well, then it's a uh, good luck, Kim. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see how she does. Because I mean, it is a, it is a whirlwind of uh, emotions when you kill a deer, and especially for your first one. That's why I, I don't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. Everyone questions why. I have a bow and why I like to shoot my bow, but yet I don't like to shoot my bow at animals. It's just, I like to shoot my bow to shoot my bow. Yeah. The the 3D, you know, archery targets, that's fun. Yeah. And it's so great too. I mean, I don't know. I'm a firm believer that you need to have some form of discipline and archery is a great discipline to have because it's kind of like, kind of like when we tried golf, like you can't, golf when you're you know worked up or frustrated like it only makes it worse same thing with archery if you start overthinking it if you start trying to force it you're gonna do worse yep so it's you know gotta focus on the process all your steps and you have to be repetitive with it Yep. just like how i would always exhale as i was letting go Um, yeah yeah, probably one of the hardest things to do is get the anchor point consistent. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's usually it, probably. It's the anchor. I know, I know that it that for me. You know, finding that find that anchor point and doing the, you know, finding that same anchor point every time. Yeah. Because even, like, well, I've told you that, and I've told Ashley, you know, there's, there's not necessarily a perfect technique or a perfect placement. It's whatever you're comfortable with shooting. Mm-hmm. And you can repli- replicate it. Yep. Consistency. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> but that's a far topic from what we were just... The moan whole uh, I know. reason we got on this. But that's the great thing about doing podcasts. You can talk about whatever you want. Right. But again, let's wrap this up so we can eat. Yeah. I agree. All right. That's a wrap. Okay. High five. (laughs) Good job. All right. That's a wrap on the conversation with Kim. So 
yeah, I mean, hopefully you enjoyed uh, the, the episode. And, you know, again, I'm going to still need to get Kim to uh, jot down the recipe exactly how she did it uh, and put it down in the description. So if you're interested in making some venison pho, uh, you can look that up again or, again, just follow whatever recipe you have for pho and you can, you know, make it your own. But again, that's it for, you know, the conversation, you know, going forward. Again, the big thing is I'm just itching to be able to go ice fishing, uh, especially my kids are as well. They want to get out on the ice. Uh, they actually want to do some ice skating as well. So uh, we'll probably uh, do a combo ice fishing slash ice skating trip uh, as soon as uh, we get some good ice and, uh, you know, it's thick enough where we feel comfortable taking the kids out on it as well. So. Other than that, I'm not going to make this outro very long. So as always, get out there, be safe, and have fun. <laughs>